Welcome to Victory Today. I am so glad that you've joined us. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Friend, God has great things in store for you today and I've got every confidence that as we dive into the Word of God, we're going to get answers to questions, insights that will transform us and revelation that will enable us to walk in freedom. Why is that? Because His Word is truth and the truth, friend, is what makes you free. Now, if you're with us last time, you would know that we talked about the importance of not settling for second best. Okay, if you haven't heard that message, please go back and listen to it because we're going to build on that today. But I can't stress enough that you aren't ever going to experience God's best if you are all the time settling for second best. And here's the thing, you know, nobody wakes up one morning and decides to settle for second best when it comes to the things of God, right? I mean, if I was to ask a thousand people, would you rather have God's best for your life or second best? You know, every single person is going to be like, oh man, of course, I want God's best. And we say that and we sing songs in church that echo that. And yet in practice, very few people are actively pursuing God's best for their lives. And that's because we live in this world system. You know, we're, we're being pressured 24-7 by messages that are designed to put fear in us and put doubt in us, unbelief, skepticism. You know, we're told over and over by professionals whether that be in, let's say, the medical profession or, or in the financial realm or whatever it is. You know, we go to see somebody and we get some report or whatever. And, and what, are the, what do people typically say? They say things like, well, you know, you don't want to get your hopes up. We, we've got to tell you like it is. And, and you might not want to hear this, but we're just saying it like it is because we don't want you to get your hopes up. I know that people say that kind of thing because they want to cover their backsides, right? But Proverbs 13, 12 says that hope, when it's deferred, it makes your heart sick. But the media, they're not going to instill hope in you. Why not? Well, because they know fear sells, right? They're not going to instill hope on in the six o'clock news. No, no, they're going to give you the worst case scenario. We've all heard it, right? Well, it could get worse. It could get out of control. It's not looking good. And people are feeding on that day after day after day. And all it's doing, friend, is filling them with dread and stealing their joy. That's because hope deferred makes the heart sick. But friend, I'm here to tell you, hope is exactly what we need in this season. Amen. We need to get our hopes up. We need to get our confidence up, not in governments or markets, but in God, in his word, in his promises. We need to stop settling for less than enough and we need to start believing for his best. We need to declare, praise God, I'm overcoming this thing. I'm getting out of this thing. I'm stepping into a new season. You know, I've talked to people about this and so often they will say, oh, Pastor Andrew, I hear that and I know that I should trust him, but I'm afraid to trust him because it just might not work out. And if it doesn't work out, I'll be disappointed again. And, you know, I just couldn't take that. But instead of thinking like that, 
Let's just, you and I, let's just start believing for something more. Amen? Let's not think, oh, maybe I'll be disappointed or maybe God will let me down. Let's actually turn that around and believe for something better. Are you with me? Does that sound good today? How about if we stop settling for second best and we started to believe for God's best? And we could just accept today, hey, we're all on a journey. None of us have arrived. We're going to make some mistakes, but at least we're making progress. Amen. At least we're growing. At least we're stepping up. At least we're taking God at his word. We're asking him to teach us. And even if we don't see everything that we're believing for by next weekend, That's not going to discourage us. We're just going to keep on praising him. We're going to keep on trusting him. We're going to keep putting one step in front of the other in faith until we get one victory and then another victory and then another. I don't know about you, friend, but that is how I'm choosing to live my life. Amen. I just refuse to settle for second best when it comes to the things of God. If he says it, If Jesus paid with his life on the cross so I could enjoy it, I'm going to receive it. It's mine. Amen. I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to doubt it. And I'm certainly not going to blame God when I can't see it. No, no. I'm going to stay faithful. I'm going to keep in the word of God. I'm going to develop my faith. I'm going to hold fast to what he said, because I know that it won't be long before I see with my eyes what he says that I am entitled to because of Jesus. Amen. Now, why don't more people live like that? Well, sadly, it's because they're more plugged into the society and the things of this world than they are to God. That's the truth, friend. I don't need to tell you that we are living in a time where it is so incredibly easy to be inundated 24-7 with fears and lies and ungodly stuff. All of those things, they're designed to cause you to doubt and to question and to cast off your confidence and to drift, the Bible says, further and further away from the truth. I heard someone recently say this. They said, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? That's a good question. See, the truth is, Christians ought to be walking in the supernatural power of God. Amen? We ought to be experiencing the miraculous. We ought to be walking in divine health. We ought to be walking in prosperity. When other people are stressed out and fearful, We ought to be living differently. Now, most people don't like 3 John 1 verse 2 because it only serves to highlight how much they've settled for second best. But I'm going to read it to you today because, friend, you are not like most people. Amen? You're not like most people because I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're fed up with being defeated and going without what the Word of God promises. That's why you're listening, right? That's why we're all here, because we are not satisfied with where we're at right now. We know that there is more in God. Well, 3 John 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. John says, my prayer is that you would prosper in all things. And you know what that word all means in the Greek? 
I looked it up. It means all. There it is. He says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. But here's the crazy thing. A believer will read that verse and then they will still allow sickness and poverty and lack and oppression and discouragement to remain in their lives. They will put up with all kinds of things as long as it's not too serious. That's what we talked about last time. As long as it's not too serious, it's just like, oh, well, I just put up with it. As long as it's just an inconvenience and not a major thing. It's so sad to me that believers will put up with sickness, pain in their bodies, sometimes for years and years and years. But the moment that a doctor says to them it's terminal, then suddenly they get all serious. They go to God, they get in the Word, and they try and get well. And yet for years and years and years, they've been allowing other stuff to remain unchecked in their bodies. Now, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying today. If right now you are dealing with sickness or pain in your body, just know today it's not from God. He doesn't want you to have it. It is not there to teach you a lesson, friend. We have the word of God to teach us. God doesn't put sickness on people to teach them a lesson. He gives us his word to teach us. So it is not from God. It is not his will for your life. It comes from the enemy. Okay? Jesus paid the price so that you can be free from it. By his stripes, you were healed. So you don't deny the reality of the disease, but you do deny its right to remain in your life. Amen? Let me say that again. You don't deny the reality of the disease. And Christians are famous for this, sadly. You know, people that hear a little bit of faith teaching, they say, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I, I don't have any pain in my body. When they know full well, that's not true. You know, they know that they're sick and they know that they have pain, but, but they think that by saying that, that's going to change something. No, no, that's called Christian lying. That's not confession. You can say, by his stripes, I am healed. You can say that. You can say, according to the word of God, I'm healed. But to say, I don't hurt, I'm not sick, there's nothing wrong, it's all good, it's all good. When you know full well that is not true, that's not going to help you, friend. So you don't deny the reality of it, listen, but you do deny its right to stay in your life. Amen? You do deny its right to control you and to limit you and to stop you from doing what God's called you to do. That's what I'm saying today. You can't settle for second best because God has so much in store for you. So you've got to get to that place where you are just not prepared to put up with it. You refuse to just take it. You've got to stir up your faith and start standing firm against that thing. Whether it's poverty, lack, sickness, oppression, depression, whatever it is, you've got to stir up your faith. Say, I'm not putting up with this thing in my life anymore. I know it comes from the evil one. I'm going to stand strong in faith and I'm going to rebuke it in Jesus' name. And what I'm saying today is you ought to be doing that even with the small things that try and come against you. 
Why? Why would you, you know, settle for less than God's best in the little things? Why? Why would we do that in the small things? Well, it's really simple. If you aren't faithful in that which is little, you won't be faithful in that which is much. Let me say it this way. When are you going to start exercising your faith and believe God? Are you going to wait until that situation that you're facing right now is incurable? And the doctor says you're going to die? And then in that moment, when you're panicking and you're freaking out, you're going to try and use some of those faith muscles that you haven't tried and haven't exercised, haven't used for 20 years and try and overcome that sickness? No, no, don't do that. Don't be like that. We've got to believe God today. We've got to stand firm today. We've got to learn to exercise our faith today so we can develop in maturity, so we're able to handle bigger things in the days to come. Now, as I said, I don't know what you're up against right now, but the reason that I named this podcast Victory Today, friend, is that if I can show you how to apply the Word of God to your situation and get victory in some area, even if it's a really, really small thing, if you can get victory, friend, in that area, that will demonstrate to you that the Word of God works, that God can be trusted to do what He's promised. Your faith will grow in that instance. After all, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as I've said before, one victory, even if it's a little one, it'll build your confidence. It'll build your confidence to step out in faith in some other area. And that will lead to bigger victories down the line. And so there is quite likely something right now that you could believe God for. Something in your life that it is that is right now not as it should be. Something that's bothering you. Something that's coming against you physically. It might be something small, like a, a headache or a pain that's just annoying. Well, here's my suggestion. Rather than you do what you'd normally do, I want to encourage you to refuse to put up with that thing. I want you to get your eyes on what the Word of God says about it and then get your mouth declaring those things and believe God for a turnaround. Now, in in what you're going through right now, doing that, you know, taking the time to say, listen, I'm not going to put up with it. I'm going to get my eyes on the word of God and what it says about that. I'm going to declare those things out of my mouth. I'm going to believe God for a turnaround. That all might take you 10 minutes to see something change. In 10 minutes, something might change. It might take you all day of refusing to back down, refusing to give in, standing firm, trusting God. It might take you five days. But here's the thing. By doing that, You are building your strength. You are exercising your faith muscles. And then when you see God come through, you're a bit stronger. When you see what it is that you're believing for, then the next time you'll be able to deal with something bigger. Why? Because you've gotten victory over the smaller thing. See that? And and pretty soon, before you know it, you're able to deal with really big stuff that comes your way, not in your own strength, but through his power at work in you. Friend, listen to me today. Nobody gets into God's best all at once, okay? There are steps and stages, and we are just simply moving in that direction. That's why I'm doing these short teachings on a regular basis, 
Because I know that all of us need someone in life to encourage them along the journey. And if I can help with that, awesome. But please don't think that I've arrived in all of these things. No, not at all. I haven't arrived, but I have left. Amen. And I'm moving in the right direction. I've learned some things. I've been blessed to sit under some great mentors. I've also made a bunch of mistakes and I've learned from them. And so if it's helpful for you to have someone in your corner friend to cheer you on like this, that's awesome. You need to know, I really do believe there is such a need for this kind of teaching in our world right now. People just need this. They need help in putting their faith into practice, into action. And I've got such a passion to do that as often as I possibly can. But, you know, I can't do this alone. That's why I value your prayers. That's why I value your support. And so if you want to know how to get on board, assist what we're doing, as I said before, go to our website at newboldministries.com. There you can find out about how you can partner with us, help to get these messages out, help to get resources into people's hands, help to build people's faith. In the meantime subscribe. Make sure you do that. Share these messages with your friends. Let us believe together, friend, that the best is yet to come. Amen? That as we believe God and we trust him at his word and we put our faith into practice, man, we are going to go from victory to victory to victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. I know that you're busy, but I trust that this encouraged you and I'll talk to you again real soon.